everyone, I'm Madeline Park, stylist and vintage fashion hound. I believe everything has a story, whether it be clothes or the people that wear them. For season two of Style Stories, I want to get out of the house, but find a place where I still felt at home, like Lucio's, the iconic Italian restaurant known for its colour and charm. My guests tip their hat to Lucio's by seasoning their stories with a taste of art, food and family, but always bringing to the table their unique sense of style. And in order to take advantage of our beautiful surroundings, we've also filmed every episode. So if you're hungry for a little more style stories, watch the whole interview at madelinepark.co. Today I'm chatting to Ali Smythe, director of PR firm Electric Collective and part owner of food and music venues, The Lansdowne, The Unicorn and Mary's. Whilst Lucio's represents the old guard of Sydney eateries, Ali is part of a new wave of the industry, reviving iconic venues with heart, guts and vision. And it's this energetic and soulful grit that feeds through all Ali does, whether it be PR girl, restaurant owner or mum. But most importantly, it defines her unique sense of style. I've kept Ali in the eclectic style she's used to and have added a little vintage charm to her rock tee and printed Gary Bagini look with a selection of gold bracelets from my collection available at madelinepark.co. I hope you can sit back, relax and enjoy listening to Ali's story. talking about when we first met yes. I don't know if you would remember it's been a long time that we've known each other yeah um and I think that it was it was definitely at Cafe Sydney mm-hmm. and you were working with Adam Walling yes. at the time Cafe Sydney okay yeah it was either a sunglasses event or a Carla Zampatti event okay it yeah. could have been a combination of both which would have been OPSM Sunglass Hut yeah. and Carla Zampatti um, was uh, was doing something for us for OPSM, so it was probably a combo. I remember yeah. you from the showroom though, in yeah. Adam Walling, and I do remember you being pregnant. Very pregnant. <laughs> yeah, know. those are my earliest memories of you. I think all of the events just blur into one. Oh, I bet for you. I bet they do. <laughs> yeah. um, but you know, I think over all this time, and like we've obviously both had babies yes. since then, and we, you know, that was my kind of first major role in the fashion industry in Sydney um, but you know as time transcends you kind of get to know people obviously like quite well yeah. um, and I've always just appreciated that you've been always very authentic oh, thank you um, but your your sense of style kind of struck me from the beginning as a little bit different to yeah. everyone else um, and I was trying to describe it to somebody that I was speaking to yesterday when I was saying oh you know I've got my interview tomorrow yes. And I'm like, she's just cool. And I was like, <laughs> oh, it's such a bland word. But I think when I was trying to, I was thinking about it last night and I was like, what does that mean? Yeah. And I was like, it's just that you are really authentic and that you do do things a little bit differently. Thank you. That's um, really nice. So, yeah. you know, I thank you for coming today. It's an honour. <laughs> it's a pleasure. Yeah. Um, so I want to know... Uh, if you were always the cool girl, like going back to the God. beginning, were you yeah. were you a cool kid? No, <laughs> and I don't. I wouldn't. I, yeah, I wouldn't say that I am at all. I think I've always been confident, so maybe that's the facade that gives 
what you would label as cool, but yeah. I certainly wouldn't say that. I feel good about myself and I've always been pretty confident. Yeah. Um, but I, I was a, a music drama, you know, I played the recorder yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot, which I yeah. get a lot of flack about. Yeah. I was in all of the school musicals. I did all of the, you know, I was the creative drama music nerd. Um, but I always had lots of different groups of friends. So yeah. I would, there would be, um, you know, the cool group of, of kids that I would sort of infiltrate here and there. And then I would have all of my music friends. And then I would have, I was a horse rider, grew up on a, on a farm. So I'd have all of my, you know, my horsey friends, um, my farm kid friends. But I, yeah, certainly not, um, wouldn't label myself that at all. And I think it's definitely, um, transferred into adult life with so many different groups of, of friends it's yeah. just I, I love having people around me and um, I'm not sort of a one lane type of person yeah. so it's very it's very much an eclectic group of people um, that I'm that I'm surrounded by so no certainly yeah. not I've always been that and wouldn't say that so yeah your me. house your your uh, sorry you were creative kid yes. and your mum's like an yeah. artist and your, yeah. your brother's a musician yes. yeah. was it just the three of you growing up no or my dad's um my dad's a tv producer so okay. that was really creative as well so right. we grew up with him working in tv he um worked on like e street and oh cool yeah all, oh, do, you know, do you know um my, one of my good friends is Georgia May Davis, yeah, and yeah. her mum's Alyssa Jane Cook. Yeah, right. So. Yeah, so I grew up with that, you know, because I grew that up group. out in the Hawkesbury, and that's yeah, where they right. filmed. So they would film out at um, like Pitt Town School, and so you know, we would often be sort of thrown in, which I loved, as extras, or we'd have like my my dog was an extra for many many scenes. Yeah. So um, yeah, so it was all creative. You know, my dad is very creative um, and so grew up with that sort of side from him and yeah. being, you know, loud and television and colour and and all of that um, sort of on stage presence, which is I, I certainly got from him. Um, and then, yeah, my mum, just a very beautiful, soft, gentle, very creative, colourful, um, would weave us so many fairy tales and stories and just a lot of memories because we had a, a, a quite a big property um, of, you know, sitting in trees and pretending we were in a fairy kingdom or, you know, right. just lo lots of really beautiful memories with um, with doing that with my mum and my brother. Um, but, yeah, he's a he's also a musician, also very creative, um, sort of really got a little bit further than me playing the recorder <laughs> <laughs> and actually um, did something with his music um, but yeah, always been very creative and surrounded by a lot of colour and noise and music and my life is pretty all of that <laughs> thrown into one giant bag. Yeah, as I said, I follow you on Instagram. <laughs> Sounds like the, the, there's still a lot of colour and yeah. like <laughs> movement in your house. There is yeah. a constant. I mean, as I said, when I first got here, I think, yeah, just even this morning, I can't even explain what happens before, you know, eight o'clock. There's just animals and children and people and then you know work and trying to manage this and you know Jake working different hours and all over the place so there's yeah. a lot of um it seems very chaotic sometimes it's organized I would like to think it is organized sometimes but yeah. um there's a lot of color and chaos yeah constant color and chaos <laughs> <laughs> so you you kind of start you know, obviously you were a creative kid mm -hmm. with the music and drama yeah where did fashion start for you? Like, what's your first memory of a relationship to fashion? Yeah. Uh, I've 
always loved clothes. Um, always, like, I would sort of open mum's wardrobe and, and put on her Doc Martens and band shirts. Mum's got a very, an awesome sense of style. She had a, an amazing rat's tail with a ribbon down the yeah. back. Short hair, <laughs> rat's tail ribbon, which was really cool at the yeah. time. Maybe could come back again now. Um, but I, yeah, I think I just, I've always loved putting things together. I've always loved um, experimenting, you know, things like Mufti Day at school. You'd be like, oh, what am I going to wear to Mufti yeah, Day? Yeah. This is really exciting. <laughs> and other people could give a shit. So I, you know, I would always set out my my outfits and plan them. And um, But I, I have a lot of memories of, you know, dress ups and um my poor brother making him dress up and you know shoving (laughs) socks down shirts and doing all of those sorts of things as a little kid and wandering around big sister's role isn't it yeah sorry andrew (laughs) my son came in during covid it was one of uh my daughter's favorite activities is to dress him up so he Mm. came he came in yep. my room and he's wearing like a one-shouldered Spanish flamenco dress. Yep. <laughs> he's, he's quite pretty. So he's oh, got big, yeah. big green eyes with really long eyelashes yep. and she'd put a black wig on him. And Evan, so I'm like, like a beautiful little <laughs> mermaid. <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. yeah, I've definitely um, put my little brother, I'm five years older, so I definitely yeah. put him through... Um, yeah, some some probably not some very enjoyable things for him, but I loved it. Dressing him up in kitties onesies and socks for boobs, and yeah. making him wear lipstick, which for a while he was completely fine with. And then I think one day he was like, "Hang on, what, the, what are you doing to me? I don't like this anymore." Yeah. So then I probably moved on to the animals. But um, <laughs> I've always loved yeah, I've always loved clothes, and I literally have still have things from honestly a good 25 years ago that I've just I'm a bit of a hoarder um much to Jake's disgust because he literally rotates one outfit yeah he's um, known for his one outfit it's <laughs> literally been the one outfit for a decade or more um but I yeah I have still have things from primary school that I wore mm. and you know now it literally is vintage the tie-dyes that are all coming back yeah I had them when I was 10 so it's yeah and I've got a lot of them still yeah I I also am a hoarder especially when it comes to clothes but I feel like they all tell a story I'm the same so I can't let go of so many memories yeah so many memories this skirt that I'm wearing was like from Gary Bagini, who we've just started to look after. Yeah. But I bought it from Pretty Dog in Newtown, which oh doesn't exist God, anymore. Oh, my God, I used to love Pretty Dog. I know, I loved it, and Tanya was amazing. Yeah. And um, And when I saw him last week, I wore it, and he was like, oh... You're the only person that actually has that in that size because we actually never made it. Oh, and we it cut it. It was just in your size. Yeah, and I bought it and I've had it for about 10 years. Yeah. And there's just little stories, so many things that I have have stories for me and evoke memories. I remember when I wore it here or when I was in – I bought this in New York or I bought this here. Or, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a really beautiful sense of memory for me as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So in terms of, um, like, your teenage years, were there – uh, is there, how did you dress when you were a teenager? What yeah. did you look like? I I went through a lot of different phases. As yeah. I I don't really have one set um, look. I like to chop and change. I don't. I wouldn't sort of ever classify myself as, you know, either very colourful or very chic or whatever. I yeah. um, so I gave them all a good go <laughs> I, I you know I was the the bushy horse girl so I would run around in blunnies and jotties and yeah. you know be, be a bit feral and then I went through um 
a bit of a sporty spice kind of fades or I had my cappers and, you know, my Adidas rip pants and yeah. midriffs and belly button rings and tongue rings. And then I, I uh, you know, <laughs> went through the delightful, which I'm slightly terrified about now with my daughter, that delightful um, 16 and trying to sneak into clubs and wearing... Mm. I can't eat, like terrible <laughs> knee highs and glitter skirts PVC. and yeah, yeah and just like you know ham we called them the ham tops because the it would be like that little kerchief oh, thing yeah, and yeah, and then the back was just crossed over like a Christmas ham it's yeah. so bad yeah. there's just not much yeah I really gave them all a try <laughs> I did the, I went through a grungy phase um, and yeah wore a lot of docks and baggy I, yeah I gave it all yeah. the, the rave phase I had like really furry orange bright pants which I loved I, I really gave it all what, a go what from your teenage years have you held on to all of it I oh still, you've it still all got all back. of it you? like oh as in the items yeah yeah oh golly um jeez I'm guessing that the orange pants have probably I gave the orange pants <laughs> away um I'm trying to think of what I've got that I've Actually, I have this Sassambide shirt when I was probably about 17 and I couldn't afford it and I bought it on eBay and I was, because eBay was such yeah. a big thing back then. Yeah. Um, and I bought this Sassambide shirt that has like a, a Mustang or some sort of motor car on it, like yeah. a really cool sort of muscle car. Um, and I thought I was so cool and I still wear it now. I love it. It's, it's just, yeah, but I did, I went through a big Sassenbite stage. I remember yeah, yeah. buying all of those t-shirts. General Pants was like oh, a geez. second home. Yeah. You had to have a friend. I had a friend who had a boyfriend that worked at General Pants and that was a great connection because, yeah. you, you know, yeah, you'd you have, get have that inroad. And, uh, yeah. and-, yeah. <laughs> and they're all coming back again now. I like, know. you know, all of the vintage shops along King Street that um, have all of these, vintage t-shirts I'm like oh my god I had all of those yeah. like all of my Stussy Ren, Ren and Stimpy and uh, all of these amazing yeah vintage shirts and I've still got a bunch of those as well actually yeah yeah and you wear them out or are they yeah yeah yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I've saved those kind of things for pajama t-shirts yeah so. <laughs> all I do often double up a pajama is a going out as well the yeah. girls from work will often say oh I really I like that shirt I'm like oh my pajama <laughs> I just didn't have time so I put a jumper on and now I'm hot so yeah. you sprung me but a lot of them are vintage so I think I could get away and they are literally vintage because I had them when I was 15 which yeah. is a while ago so I know when you start I think oh I haven't had that for that long and no. I'm like oh shit no it's 20 no. years yep we're old <laughs> um so you're wearing a Misfits t-shirt, yep. band t-shirt, yep. in honour of your mum, I guess. Yes. <laughs> were, you yep. mi- were you a misfit? or? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I was a bit of a shithead and yeah. I, um, yes, I was the older, naughtier sister. So my poor little brother used to, um, he went to the same school as me. So when he went into the classroom and the teachers, you know, five generations down would be like five years, five years later would say, oh your Ali's younger brother yeah. well you can have this nice little spot right up the front by yourself and yeah. he was always the nice softer <laughs> gentler um sort of more like my mum in that sense um they're both you know very emotional sensitive cancers and then my dad and I were are very loud um colorful Leos so yeah, right. I was always a little bit loud and never malicious um you know I wouldn't say that just probably got the Ali is distracting others on the report card kind of thing um not naughty had had a had a few little naughty encounters but 
nothing never nothing stole a too car dramatic. never stole a car <laughs> and what did you do when you finished school did you um i went to uni i finished straight up um and then went straight into uni so i did a, a bachelor of communications um i just wanted to be like samantha from sex in the city i had no idea what pr was right. and i've literally now ended up in it which is great but um i just wanted to be on a phone doing things multitasking which is literally my life yeah um maybe less her now but um i i majored in journalism and events so um kind of yeah did what i have now ended up doing but i i didn't really um focus a lot through uni it was it was a bit of a party time for me and had some really great adventures um did well did really well and finished up and then disappeared off overseas for a couple of years did you just yeah correct me if i'm wrong did you work as a recruitment consultant I for did. a few years yeah <laughs> yeah i did some digging sorry yes yes i was gonna get to that i wasn't gonna hide it it's all about transparency so yeah i did don't worry i was a I recruitment did. consultant for a while really as well i made some really great friends there as well and i think um honestly at the core of it i mean what i do is sales yeah it's it's literally i'm selling my clients to you know the media that's that's essentially what PR is um, realistically so yeah I, I came back home um, and as a lot of um, you know British backpackers or people with a bit of the um, people that like to talk um, and and enjoy relationships or, or fostering and creating relationships fall into those sorts of sales roles yeah. so yeah literally fell into recruitment had no idea what it was and funnily enough, or weirdly enough, I was recruiting for accounting and finance, which is so far from what I know. Did a crash course on that. Could throw in some of the terminology here and there. Had no idea what I was doing. Um, but yeah, did that for a couple of years and then went, what am I doing? I love fashion. I love events. I love color. This is not where I want to be. Yeah. 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 So um got out of there <laughs> so were you were you still in London when you moved into the fashion industry no I was in we we're in London and Scotland actually spent the last year and a half or so in Edinburgh okay um but I met Jake in London and then we sort of traveled around um did many trips with mates and ended up settling in Edinburgh um met some lifelong friends there and um we had to leave because our visas were done and we well and truly overstayed um, and then came back home, got into recruitment and sales here yeah. um, and for a couple of years and then I uh, moved into fashion here. So okay. yeah, so my first role was at Baker Brand just around the corner actually. So okay. yeah, working on um, GQ Men of the Year and Vogue Fashion Night Out and my first um, uh, junior PR role was, was across those but also working across Mattel. So I was doing PR for Barbie. Yeah, cool. Which was, um, <laughs> yeah, it was, I mean everybody's things they everyone hears the name Barbie and smile so it's actually quite a nice oh, and inroad. like um, in terms of a love for fashion yeah like I don't know about you but my I know that one of the sites of my childhood in terms of identifying my love for fashion was yeah. distinctly around Barbie yeah it was around yeah. dressing her up and yeah. undressing her and cutting up all her clothes and yes. making clothes and now yes. I'm seeing my daughter do it and I'm like can't you just keep it yeah like, everything neat and tidy but yeah. it's that creative spirit yeah which, I mean yeah. obviously there's some severe issues with body image yes and gender that was representation, a lot of but um, crisis management yeah, there. But yeah. <laughs> they're doing a lot to from when I mean this was a decade ago yeah. so but from when I was working on that account they were 
doing some cool things to um, from memory. I can't even. I mean, she was being a scientist and an astronaut, yes. not just a fashion model. So yeah. yeah, it was it was cool that she was doing those things. So that was that was quite fun. But um, that was my first my first uh, job in fashion. Yeah. Yeah. So going back to you met Jake in London. Yeah. And um, when you met him, he was wearing like. A jacket held up with safety pins. Yeah. And as we were saying yeah. uh, before the interview, he has a very... Anyone who knows him in Sydney, and a lot yeah. of people do, um, is that he has a very distinct yes. style. Yeah. How would you describe... Like, I mean, he obviously wears the same kind of, Thing like, every, get up every yep, day. Yep, yep. So he's, like, he's singlet yep. and yeah, I beads. Mean, and, he yeah. didn't have that on when I met him right. because London Might is a been little bit cold <laughs> for a blue bond singlet. Um, but he did have a rabbit fur jacket that was held together by safety pins. He had two ciggies behind his ear. He was lighting another cigarette. <laughs> I don't smoke, so I was like, who is this creep that is staring at me on the bus? Um, and then he gave me, like, long, very long story short, gave me his number and sort of ran away. Um, and then I texted him and, yeah, we we got together for a drink and went, cool, well, this is it. This yeah. is going to happen. But he, he, uh, he then swiftly, when we moved back home, transitioned into a Blue Bonds Rabbitoh football shorts, yeah. or sometimes if it's very cold and fancy, he'll yeah. put on jeans. So, yeah. um, well, I've got I've got a lot of respect for it because my grandfather was, um, oh, he used to sell fruit and veggies, yeah. but he was known around town for wearing pretty much the yeah. same thing. So yeah. I have uh, some yeah. affection for <laughs> Jake's style. It's an easy <laughs> thing to buy for. I mean, he's literally it's quite comical. He has drawers of like. 40 blue <laughs> bonds and like maybe 10 uh he's got like he wears new denim jeans so it's all yeah. black new denim jeans like maybe 10 of them and then his footy shorts yeah <laughs> so i mean and then my wardrobe is like one million times bigger yeah, yeah. so it does make it easy he's a good you know when i when i buy clothes for him at christmas time i literally buy like 40 packets <laughs> of bonds and give it to him in a little box with a bow i'm like there you're done for a decade yeah it makes life easy has a uh, does his style feed into his attitude? And he's pretty fuss-free. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he—we're both so busy. So where I put a lot of time and effort into the thought behind, um, you know, what my up—I'll dress for um, who I'm meeting that day, or depend, you know. So I, I put a lot of thought into that. <clears throat> so if I'm, you know, meeting with someone that I know will require that more reserved sort of more corporate look then yeah. I'll I'll run with that and to make it just it's a way of making people feel more comfortable yeah um and if I'm doing something with a client that is more colorful or maybe at a restaurant or a bar then it'll be um, a little bit more practical flat shoes and a bit more color and it does it it's a way of sort of breaking that ice so to answer your question I think with him his way um I mean his bar world so no one's going to judge him wearing what he wears. Yeah. Um, in fact, he's worn many other bright... We've, we've done Mardi Gras floats where he's worn sequined, <laughs> sequined <laughs> mini dresses and no one's batted an eyelid. Um, but, yeah, I think it's just his way, of his ease of doing that. But then his whole personality and, you know, his menu, wine list venues will all sort of shine through and that will be his way of expressing himself as yeah. opposed to where I'm more about the aesthetic of expression. Yeah, it's yeah. funny because... I found through the course of these interviews yeah. that a lot of people that um, 
do wear more of a uniform, like the same kind mm. of systematic approach to yes. their wardrobe. Um, use their creative expression yeah. outwardly yes. to to their work. Yeah, you know? yeah, um, and that's how he does it. You know, it'll all be through cooking. Like that's yeah. how I don't cook at all. Right. I'm terrible like really bad not even a funny oh I can't cook and here's something I just accidentally whipped up like yeah. I literally cannot cook <laughs> and I and I've tried before I just have no it just doesn't gel and I've tried to cook for him a few times and he's actually I've given him food poisoning and <laughs> and then I ended up in an ER because I burnt myself so badly oh so gosh. I just I don't yeah. but his way of expressing is through cooking and yeah. food and um that's it's, do you think that you're his way of um, cooking and the way that you express yourself come together? Is yeah, that... it's a really nice puzzle. Um, I'm great at opening wine and drinking it and he's great <laughs> yeah. at cooking. So that's a really nice synergy when we have friends over. Yeah. Um, when we do invite friends over, they're like, Jake's going to be there, right, to cook. <laughs> like, you're not going to cook for us. Or we're getting takeaway from or the we're restaurant. Getting takeaway. Yeah. yeah, so um, it's a nice, it is a really nice synergy and we both, we both play our part in that, um, you know, entertaining role, I guess. Um, or just at home, you know, when it's a, a you know, witchy now with the kids, he'll always cook. That's just what he does. Yeah. Well, now I'll, I'll do the bath time and, you know, so there's got to be that, um, that, yeah, both of us to play that role. role. Yeah, yeah. In terms of your style, I think we've already touched on this, but like uh, the thing that I would have um, defined as your style is, uh, you know, I feel like you've got a bohemian kind of take on things uh, that you are eclectic. Yeah. Um, and that th- there's there's um, an underbelly to you though. There's like a bit of grit, mm-hmm. um, and I think it's even something that you use on your website to describe yeah. your um, your company, but yes. that or your clients is that they have a jagged edge. Yeah, yeah. Um, is that how you describe your sense of style, or yeah? This I always think about this question: How do you describe your sense of style? And it's not sort of like I said earlier. I don't think that I fit in one genre. Like I wouldn't really describe it as any. I don't know. It's all a bit of a thrown together. Um, but yes, you're right. That underlying uh vibe is a bit of an edge like I just I don't want to be the same as anyone else I don't want my kids to be the same as anyone else I think it's really important to 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 embrace diversity and to have to be a bit different um and people shy away from that so that's really important for me um personally but also with my family and then obviously with the business as well so um yeah when when it sort of started off uh, when we opened Mary's um, nearly seven years ago, it was all about bringing on clients that um, really had a bit of a grit, had a bit of, yeah, it's not just a facade of, of being a, a bar or a restaurant or a venue or a brand or a designer, but there was a substance to it that maybe had a bit of guts, which yeah. is really important. And, um, you know, it's since grown. Um, my business partner, Adriana, and I founded the fashion and beauty side a couple of years back, um, which has now grown and grown again. And between the two of us, it's it's very much about ensuring that anybody that we bring on has something behind them that is not just a beauty brand or a fashion brand or um, a venue. There's There's got to be 
you know, an element of, of heart and soul mm. and, um, and realness. Because you say that, don't you, that they need heart, guts yeah. and um, innovation or... Yeah, and, guts. Yeah. And it's and for me as well, you know, and for Adriana too, the business becomes, I mean, our clients become our friends. Yeah. And, and that's really important. I don't want to bring someone on that I wouldn't sit down and share a bottle of wine with. It's yeah. just... We spend so much time um, building a business and uh, dealing with our clients and dealing with the media. Um, those clients, to me, are an extension of, of family. So they've got to be someone that I want to hang out with. Yeah. Um, and I don't want to hang out with someone that doesn't have that oomph to them. It's yeah. just a bit boring. <laughs> but I think that that um, has defined you over time, especially, as I said, we've known each other for yeah. like a long time. Yeah. And... I feel like you know you you don't lose your clients like they don't they, no. it, they don't come and go yeah. um, like you've been yeah. with Alice McCall yeah. for so long yeah. and I think that it's quite obvious outwardly yes. that you do have those strength of relationships yeah, um, with the people that yeah. you work with it's important and I mean you want to have that transparency as well you know I, I don't want to ring anyone and pretend to deliver something that's never going to happen and it's the same with all of us in the agency we're all um it's it's about educating clients as well i mean if someone asks you to do something we're not a yes team it's not i mean obviously we will we will make it happen but yeah it's um it's not about sort of nodding and going yep yep of course of course and then walking away and going fuck i can't do that that's yeah. not a thing like yeah it's you've got to have that relationship and that honesty and transparency to be able to say actually that's not going to work this is how i would suggest doing it or why don't we look at it in a different way and yeah it's 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 really important to have that honesty um and when we're uh pitching out stories and dealing with the media they they know that about us as well they know that we're not going to send them something or a pitch or a product that doesn't have um, substance to it. There's, you know, they know that it's going to be real when we give it to them because we're real with our clients. Yeah. Um, so that's really important. Um, so in terms of the cachet of clients you've got, you've, you've really got um, a, a great mix <coughs> of food, fashion and art. Yeah. Um, are these all your passions kind of coming together? Yeah, I just think, I mean, the reason for the agency um, launching was that I I love so many different things um, and obviously we just opened Mary's but I didn't want to just be a PR for a venue. Um, yeah. I really wanted to move back into fashion, which was you know where I started the PR journey, um, and I love it. So I wanted to surround myself with creative people that were designing clothes as well as menus and, yep. and venues. Um, and it just sort of evolved. I mean, yeah, we started to bring on um, you know artists and then worked with a lot of festivals. Mary's opened a lot of doors, um, you know, with with that sort of whole music landscape, yeah. um, which I'm really thankful for. So I, I wouldn't have had those contacts without people loving burgers. So yeah. that, that was very handy. Um, and then when Adriana and I collided and, and started to build on the fashion and the beauty side, it's just things that personally I and and she as well both want around us. Um, again, you know, we're there so so much. You're dealing with them so often. Mm. I don't want to be dealing with a shitty product that I don't believe in. Yeah. So, yeah, they're all, um, you know, artists or musicians or festivals or venues or designers or brands that um, hold a, a, 
yeah, hold a piece in me that I want to to, to grow. And and the same with Adriana, the, the brands that she'll bring on board, um, that we both collectively bring on board are, um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's brands that we want to be around. So everything must feel like quite meaningful. I think as you mm. get older, you start to kind of really question yourself career-wise in terms of is this important especially when Mm -hmm. you start a family I think you have to know that your time is spent in appropriate places so you must have a lot of life satisfaction even though it might be a bit chaotic yeah yeah I mean you want to make sure that what you're for me um and i know the team as well we we need to make sure that what we're working on is going to give something back to someone you know i don't just want to flog a dish or a menu i don't just want to flog a dress Uh, it needs to um it needs to have substance and a reason behind it you know those designers are all doing something sustainably or ethically for our earth or um you know, are the venues that we're dealing with giving back to community and, and opening doors for live music venues again. So musicians have jobs and yeah. it's all, there's got to be mean, meaningful, meaningfulness? There's got to be mean, meaningfulness. <laughs> Made up words. There has to be meaning to everything. Otherwise, you know, yeah, like you said, the older you get, the more you realise um, there's no point in pushing something that's just a bit of whatever. Like, yeah, you did, well, you did... You purely don't have the time for no, it anymore. No, um, no. If nothing else. Yeah. Uh, so you, you, as we said, you and Jake have really public lives. You know, he's running all these venues, and just the nature of your job is mm. like literally one of the most public things. Have you found? Does that create a pressure for you, in terms of getting dressed in the morning or? No. No, I don't. I mean, yeah, it, I mean, the pressure would come from depending on who I'm meeting that day. So um, I do really care about what I wear and, and how that comes across. You know, I think it's important when you have a meeting with someone and you're emulating what their style is. That's that to create an ease in conversation is really important. I don't ever want, um, you know, any meetings or um, conversations or relationships to ever feel forced. So I don't think that there's a pressure in what I look like. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, I'm a woman, so everybody has the shit. These, mm. you know, <laughs> god damn, my jeans don't do up anymore. There's always that kind of um, pressure, but it's not. It it wouldn't make a difference what job I was in. Um, but of course, I'm human, so you know, if I know I'm going to be doing something like this, yeah. Do my hair, yeah, <laughs> and put on makeup on. Um, but I mean, yeah, look at what Jake wears every day. I can't imagine that he feels much pressure yeah. in what he's wearing. So, it it just is who we are. Um, I I love getting dressed up and putting things on. So it's not it's not a chore for me to do that. Yeah. and it, I don't feel pressure to act or dress a certain way. I would just feel um, the normal pressures of everyday life of being a woman and a human um but it doesn't create any sense of anxiety it does the opposite i I love experimenting and and playing with things so well i think that's one of the things that i've as i said i've always noticed about you or differentiated you from a bigger group of people is that um you're not necessarily you're not dressing for other people yeah you're, you dress for yourself yeah um, a bit of a mixture honestly because yeah. I do dress for myself but you know like I was sort of saying I would wear something based on who 
I am meeting to kind of create that ease of... But I think that's your empathy coming through. Like it's your sense of understanding someone else rather than because you're following a trend. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because everybody else is dressing like that, you feel like you need to do that. I've never seen you represent like that. Yeah, 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 right. I do fall fall for trends, but But yeah, you're right. I, I... I like to sort of make it my Your, own yeah. in a way. Because yeah. obviously, like, I love trends as well. Yeah. We, that's why we love fashion. Yes. But um, it's it's just that you've always worn it in a way that, as I said, is very individual to yeah. you. Not, not just to, you know, it's, it's very easy in the fashion industry to get caught yes. up in what everyone else yep. is doing <laughs> and how, <laughs> how they behave. Yeah. Um, and we've probably you know we've had to experience that both yes. working in the industry but it just to kind of keep that again that authenticity is yeah. something that I really do credit you with oh, thank you um it let's go to your family life mm-hmm. uh it is um in terms of your social media profiles yeah it looks hectic <laughs> <laughs> yeah um how do you how do you manage it all and has has becoming a mum like to Luna and Spike they're mm. so cute yeah um but how have they if at all changed how you dress and manage your life um honestly haven't changed the the way that I dress at all I read a lot of articles where a lot of mums say I dress you know for ease because I'm running around after kids yeah. and do and I, I completely get that but I mean i I don't have a mum uniform. Like, it's yeah. not, you know, I mean, yeah, obviously in the throes of newborn, you don't get out of your trackies. And that's, you know, that's how it is. But they haven't affected what I wear or, or how I wear it. Yeah. Um, Spike is a tornado. So he certainly affects, you know, mushed up bananas on everything or, yeah, um, yeah just... Just How old is he now? Two and a half. Oh, right. Yeah, You're right in the right crux of it. <laughs> right in the epicenter. I had a storm right there. But he, you know, Luna, um, Luna's actually not, ha- doesn't have much interest in fashion. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I mean, she she's seven now, so we went through the little girl phase of obviously wanting to try on any flammable, probably carcinogenic... <laughs> Licensed product. Something gross that's going to blow up yeah. when the sun hits it from <laughs> any of those delightful stores. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the, yeah, that I'm embarrassed to have bought her, but, you know, of course she went through those phases. But now that Spike has all of her hand-me-downs, she, there's certainly, not that I'm at all gender-specific with colours, but she, yeah. she was much more of a tomboy that now that I look back because he literally is head to toe in all of her clothes and I wouldn't care if he was wearing a tutu. In fact, he does wear a tutu sometimes and loves it. But it is very much, um, yeah, like she's got a lot of band shirts. She's got a lot of festival tees that he now wears. Um, Yeah, but he's the one that has really shown an interest in fashion, which is quite funny for a two and a half year old. He'll put on my shoes all the time and wear, and he's actually really good at walking in heels. I'm really (laughs) impressed. Like, sort of looks like me at three o'clock in the morning when I'm leaving Mary's, a little bit, bit stumbly, but he um, he loves it. He's We look after Mara and mine just up the road from here and, yeah. and they're slightly a little bit easier for him to wear. So he puts them on and shuffles around in these little kitten heels. Um, but I think he's going to be my shopping buddy. Yeah. He'll, he'll, be, he'll be the kid that will come out with me um, and 
and help you know style me and vice versa whereas Luna doesn't have that much interest in it it's funny I have a yeah. similar dynamic in cool. my house yeah. like Chloe just wants to wear active wear most of the yeah, time right. and wants to be very comfortable yeah um, and Benj is much more kind of style conscious it's, yeah. it, he also will happily wear a tutu while he's yeah. smashing trucks together yeah exactly I love that yeah it's um, cool he, yeah. he made me put on his rashi when we went to we went camping a couple of days ago and yeah. left really early in the morning and was adamant that he had to wear this crappy rashy that was like a little midriff yeah. but he kept it on the whole bloody trip with <laughs> dinosaurs on it over the, and the high neck like it would have been really uncomfortable yeah. but he's really um, insists on wearing certain pieces whereas Luna she'll insist on wearing certain pieces but it would just literally as he said be for ease so she wants to throw on a pair of jeans and and her blundstones and have a t-shirt and that's cool whereas Spike's like I must wear this yeah. high-necked rashi with the dinosaurs on it yeah. and a pair of your Mara and mine heels thank you mum <laughs> so, he's so pretty though he's a pretty like, boy <laughs> he is if he, if he wore girls clothes you oh, would he be mistaken he gets mistaken all the time yeah constantly we were we were shopping the other day and this guy behind the checkout said to jake is holding him he's like such a pretty such a pretty girl and and i ignore it i mean whatever it's fine he does have long flowing beautiful curly locks yeah um but he kept saying it and i was like oh it's a boy yeah and and the guy behind the register was like are you sure? <laughs> I was like, like pretty, pretty sure. Pretty sure, but it's funny. I mean, people, because he's got long curly hair. Yeah. You know? But he, it's, it's, I think it's the, the he big is eyes. He is the, pretty. Yeah, yeah. And the fact he wears a tutu. Yeah. I mean, that can, can be a mistake and that's can fine. can be confusing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, obviously, the band t-shirt thing is running strong in uh, mm. the themes. Yeah. So, um, coming from your mum, as you mentioned at the yeah. beginning of the interview. So funny, actually. Um, is your mum's style still something that kind of resonates with you? And do you see kind of, as you get older, do you yeah. see yourself uh, morphing into the way yeah. she dresses now? Or? Mum's always had a really distinct style. So she's always worn pants, always worn like Blunnies or Doc Martens. Yeah. Um, and I remember going through my really girly stage and saying, please, can you wear a skirt? Please, you yeah. know, coming to school functions or when I would be um, in musicals, you know, whatever. And she'd come and I'd beg her to wear a dress or a skirt because yeah. I was going through this phase. And I remember once she did and I was like, oh my God, don't, no, no, it's that's not, not you. <laughs> don't do like, and she did it for me. Um, but she's always had a, that, that certain style, um, lots of sort of shirts. I, I definitely um, dress similarly to her um, with that. Can you um, tell, are you happy to kind of share her story a bit? Yeah, story yeah. or... Well, like, like obviously yeah. she's gotten remarried yeah, and you've yeah, got yeah. two mums yeah, now, which yeah. is... Yep. Unreal, I'm sure. My other mum is amazing. Actually, I actually have three mums because Jake's yep. mum as well. So I'm quite lucky. There's there's three nanas. Yes. Um, so, yeah, so mum and my dad separated when I was about 17 um, and then just went, hey, I've always been a lesbian. Yeah. Why did I, you know, not – it's just life, you know. I, yeah. And in those days it obviously wasn't – um, as accepted so um, but my mum's a legend and look I wouldn't be here and neither would my brother so that's great yes. and we had a fantastic childhood with mum and dad so um, no no regrets <laughs> um, and yeah she's got a beautiful wife they've been together I'm going to say nearly 10 years now 
um, about that. They're going to kill me. They got married on the rooftop of the Lansdowne last year, which right. was amazing. Yeah. After the yes vote finally came through. So that was great. Um, and she's a potter as well. So they're both yeah. really creative. Um, have a beautiful house up in the Blue Mountains and create a lot of art and both have really selfless jobs working in communities of, um, of need. So it does often make me feel... And I think that's where the substance come from, comes from because, you know, I look at what, what they're doing and, you know, they're helping, um, yeah, helping their clients, um, you know, come back into normal life or, um, you Is know. Is that how they met? Uh, they met through mutual friends, I think. I right. should know this. Yeah. I'm going to get in trouble now. <laughs> they met through mutual friends on New Year's Eve from memory. And now I'm going to get in trouble. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they both work in these industries that is about helping, um, you know, people that need help. Yeah. And, and I think that has affected, you know, when I work with a designer, for example, and, you know, I'm like, oh, I can't get this dress for the shoot on time yeah. or... You know, someone wants this and I can't get it. And mum's like, cool, one of my clients, you know, OD'd last night yeah. and we had to, you know, so it really puts things into perspective. Yeah. Um, they both have very big hearts. And the same with Jake's mum as well. She's she's just um, recently retired but was a nurse um, and has done some incredible things. So there's a really beautiful um, warm circle of, of women that um, do things for other people in my family. So that's really cool and the kids see that as well which is um is really important and yeah they and they create art while they do it which yeah. is lovely so yeah, yeah. so going back to then like what you as your testimony on your your website yes. heart and yeah. guts yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. you got to have that it's i mean you live once like yeah. if you don't have that like what a what a shitty existence to not have substance with what you do and um, yeah, I mean, I'm really lucky that I've had great role models that have taught me, you know, to look, to scratch beneath that surface and make sure that there is substance in what you do. Um, and Jake the same, you know, having that from his parents, hmm. um, both of his parents and his siblings. Um, we're both, you know, we're both really lucky that we, we have family that have always encouraged that um, between the two of us. So hopefully we're now passing that on to our kids. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's got to be that common... Theme. And looking into the future, like when you're 70, what do you think, A, you'll be wearing <clears throat> and what your life looks like? Yeah, I mean, it's sort of terrifying, but also kind of cool, yeah. you know, thinking yeah. about that. Um, <laughs> I, I think I'll probably get a little bit more eclectic as I get older yeah. because you'll kind of get to that place where you're like, oh, fuck it, let's just do... And, and I'm kind of at that anyway, but... Yeah. I think, um, you know, that advanced style trend is so wonderful. Those women are just amazing. I love them. And I would love, you know, to emulate that as I get older. And I don't know why I'm not doing it now. I, I mean, I, I half am sometimes. But I think, yeah, the older I get, the more, um, you know, over the top Yeah, that, that I will get, yeah. um, which is fun. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I still, I, I don't want to, we've, We've got a farm um, in Dungog, which was where we were just oh, okay. camping, yeah, yeah. yeah, which we actually bought three years ago um, when I was pregnant with Spike. And I literally haven't been back since the weekend because life. Yeah. Um, so we've just started to build on there. So I see myself swanning around in a great deal of colour and 
feathers some and something fabulous. And a bit little grey gardens esque <laughs> yeah. with some champagne on a farm yeah. and but then, you know, ideally having a place in Sydney as well because yeah. I wouldn't want to miss any of that um that that you know colorful um chaotic life here and yeah supporting all of our friends um and family who have venues eating out and drinking out is a big um a big part of my life so i wouldn't want that to stop and i don't know how many offerings that beautiful main street of dungog has to (laughs) maybe satisfy the appetite that i have for um yeah might get sick of going to the bakery every day yeah fair enough (laughs) yeah Oh, well, Ali, thank you so much for joining me today so and for thank sharing you for your story. It's amazing. Yeah. Thank you. To the naked eye, Ali's life looks like a menagerie of kids, fashion, menus and venues. But Ali proves to be as much horse-loving naturalist as she is passionate party-goer. Either way, the girl has a desire to taste it all and this shows in her eclectic style. While she may lay claim to being a little misfit, the underbelly of her style is tailored to please. And it's this unique recipe of kindness, courage and colour that keeps her look authentic and makes her style cook. If you enjoyed this episode of Style Stories, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. And as always, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.